Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is episode five of the outrage. Can't believe we're already at number five, but at the same time, I can and can't. But the reason why I can't is because um, it, it just seemed like it was never going to happen. <laughs> I mean, we've had cancellation after cancellation. Well, I guess not cancellation, more like postponement. Uh, Spencer Byers is uh, co-hosting today. I'm your host, Big Al, AQ, whatever you want to call me, my first name too. It's very French, so I won't bore, bore you with that one. But anyways, episode five, Spencer, loaded stuff. Uh, we're talking about the Leafs because... They suck. They are. I'm on that train now. They do suck. Um, And fans are. They're not hitting the panic button, but it's more of like they're demanding for change. It's it's apathy, Al. It's apathy. It's pure apathy. They're they're demanding for change, and it looks like it might be coming. It might not. We don't know, but it looks like something's coming because um, although they had a similar record last season. Last season, after it's just not the same vibe. They weren't losing because of mistakes or poor play. It was just you know bad puck luck kind of thing like that, and they just couldn't get into a rhythm. But now it seems like, forget the rhythm part. Like it just doesn't seem like it's going to come together. You want know, to know what the other major difference is, Al? Is last year when we went five four and one. Last year when the Leafs went five four and one, they won the last three games of the month to start off their ten. Yeah, they went. They yeah. won. They won the last three. This year they've lost the last three. That's the difference. Is now you're coming last in four. They lost all their games in California. The the California road trip last year, actually the first one. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure they swept it. Well, yeah. Whereas this year they're the ones that got swept but, and in terrible fashion. Well, we'll get into that in a second. Right, but that's what enough. I but that's what I mean. Like, it's the way you coming out of it. It's not like you know they started off really hot and then you know they're being cooling off. It's they've been cold and they're staying cold. Yeah, That's exactly. The you were there's no heating up. Last year you won th- they won three in a row to end the month. There was a little bit of confidence there because they were getting better. Yeah. Right. Right now, fl- last four four losses in a it's, row. It's awful. I think there's I think it's what two oh, oh two and two. I think two overtime yeah. losses in there, but it's at least one bad, with yeah. with Anaheim. They're, they're losses regardless, right? Yeah. And uh, by the way. Point. I guess, man, I wish I would have said this when we started the podcast. This is a Halloween edition. Yes, I was waiting for you to say it. Because um, usually we record these on a weekend, like on a Saturday. Um, no, this time it's October 31st. It's Halloween. One of the days I hate the most of the year, believe it or not. Why? It's just, I'm not a fan of it. Like, I mean, I have my reasons, um, but I don't want to like get all sappy on everyone. But um, let's just say the word bullying was involved um, when I was in... Uh, uh, not preschool, but uh, that that'd be a little cheeky. Um, not middle school. Before that, there. Elementary school. Elementary school. There oh you my go. Yeah. Lord, Al. Grade four. No, um, it's actually that's actually like I'll never forget that. I went as Batman, and you couldn't wear masks in school because of like safety concerns and whatnot. Because you know a grade a fourth grade student's gonna bring like a knife and a gun and like all masked up and like be like I'm robbing you. Like I don't know, but <laughs> um. No, and I remember I couldn't wear a mask, and there was some re- for some reason I couldn't wear the cape with the suit or like the whatever. So basically, I showed up to school in like a black leotard, looking like a knockoff version of Black Panther that wasn't really a thing at the time, and everybody laughed at me for it and all that. And then I was like, "That's it, I'm done." Every year, there's always something going on. I'm always getting laughed at. There's always rid- getting ridiculed. Whatever, done with it. Yeah. So that ruined Halloween for me, and then. Um, then I started, it's funny because I was like, oh, they're going to say whatever they want to say about whatever costume I have, whether it's actually something like Batman or Superman or whatever you want. Mm. And they're going to say something regardless. So I just put some random stuff together every year from that point forward. And everyone's like, oh, like, what are you? And I'm like, whatever you want me to be. <laughs> just, just some random 
person thing whatever you want like uh, it was funny i'd i'd have like a uh like a clown wig on my head i'd ha or like and then i'd have like some weird shorts with like a like diff two what two different pairs of shoes on like just the most messed up thing is like call me whatever you want because it doesn't matter what i wear at the end of the day you're just gonna come up with something anyways but yeah so that ruined halloween halloween for me and um yeah just haven't been a fan ever since um love the candy of course i'd go out on my own well we, we get it out you're 200 pounds of twisted steel and Twisted steel and sex appeal. Jeez. So obviously, you'd be, you'd be looking for that candy. Yeah, but no, obviously, like, I still went out and trick-or-treating and all that kind of thing. But uh, stopped dressing up uh, after grade four. And, yeah, just, about right. you know, thanks for ruining it for me. But at the same time, second reason why I don't like it, I love scaring people, but I don't like being scared. <laughs> I'll <laughs> scare the not. crap out of you, but if you scare the crap out of I, I don't like it. I'm not a fan, which is kind of hypocritical, but hey, it is what it is. It's Al. Come on. Not, a, not a Halloween he, fan. He's a Leaf guy. Day. Come on. You yeah, got to think it's hypocritical. Sure. Um, but yeah, back to the Leafs. Back to the Leafs. Back to the Leafs. <sighs> wow. Do you, want, do you want to set the scene a little better out before you, sure. before you rip Let's into the new one? Yeah. You're going to go about five minutes, I expect. Because last, oh, got... last week you went about 15 with me just adding in quick blurbs and make sure you knew I was still here. But... Yeah, no, now it's, I mean, now it's more, if we're going to talk about the Leafs, the narrative I hate hearing right now uh -oh. is uh -oh. the whole Fire Keefe situation. Sheldon Keefe is not the problem right now. Not even close. Like... You can't it's it's up to the players at this point because it's the same squad as last year. Same same, squad. same coaches, but obviously like Sheldon Keefe, like sure he might repeat a few things here and there, but it's not like he's like a skipping record or a broken record Yet. here. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I don't think so. I think it's on the players, and I think if they want to get back on track, I, and it's very doable, still very early. Well yeah, ten games. Still in. still early. I think they need to make an example of someone. I don't know who, but I Marner. will. Sure, it's actually, Marner. Marner and Keith have had issues on the bench a lot. Marner Definitely. got benched for one shift uh, yeah, last one game against shift. Anaheim, which wow, that does so much. And then he had a little uh, flip out, a little uh, tantrum in well, the tunnel. He's a London Knight. You should know. They always have with tantrums. That's you know they're just full of babies. Uh, there, whatever. Right? I know. No, I the program full of babies. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not gonna go down that road. I, I wanna. I kind of wanna stick with the Leafs here because right now here's here's what I'm noticing. Justin Hall is has got to go. Yeah. I don't know why we're keeping him around. Or, sorry, not where. It's not my team. I don't know why Kyle Dubas is keeping him around. I, I get can't... it. You brought him up in the Marlies, and he's your guy, and you won the Calder Cup with him. Whatever. Then you got... Ah, oh, jeez, I just got a brain fart here. Oh, Pierre Engvall. Another guy that is, for some reason, in the lineup. He's atrocious. He's, he's a pylon out there. He's not the same guy. Yeah, I don't think he belongs there. And then you have Jake Muzzin, hurt currently, I believe. who is a Band-Aid. <laughs> yeah, now. After his second serious injury, before the concussion stuff came up, and before this neck injury that he's currently on the LTIR for. Which is long-term injury reserve, if you don't know. Yes. He should have been dealt. That clears up cap space. Having on the LTIR, sure, gives you that cap space for now. Yeah. But he's going to come back. Matt Murray is going to come back Eventually. at some point. I don't think he should because, ugh, like, <laughs> shop someone Outside. else. Like, but then again, it's like, who's going to take them? Yeah, that's but, kind of the problem now. But those, that's the problem right now for the Leafs for me is there's guys that are in the lineup mm -hmm. that shouldn't be. Yeah. And it's like, I feel that. why are you afraid to hurt their feelings? Maybe. And if that's the case, you're not, you're not, they got to realize they're not your friends. 
they are the reason why you have a job right now. Yeah. And they'll also be the reason why you lose one if you don't, you know, at the end of the day, their job as a general manager and a head coach is to put a team out on the ice that can win win. you hockey games and that can contend and eventually win a cup. The Leafs are not winning a cup this year, that's for sure. But not at this rate. At this rate, no. And... You know, maybe they can turn it around. Look at St. Louis and when they went on the run. Terrible. That was January. Terrible, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, boop. But, but, Al, and they didn't make drastic changes either. No, but you're the one thing that that team had, the Leafs don't, is when St. Louis made that big turnaround in January. Here I comes guess, the Owen sound. No, I see no, it in no, your no. face. Bullshit. No, honestly. All right, Al, all right, the, all right. Uh, my mother will never forget it because. My mother's been a Jordan Bennington fan since he was an Owen Sound the a first time when he was like seventeen. Jordan Bennington. When when they won the OHL Cup in twenty eleven, yeah, yeah, sure you know. Yeah, anyway, yeah, whatever. So um, when he made it back to the NHL for like the third time and most likely the final time if it didn't work out after that in January, uh, after that uh, do I look nervous quote yeah and yeah. Well, that and when he said I won't go down because they were gonna try to send him down from their AHL team to ECHL and he said no I'm not going so they brought him back up. And then they went on that rap, that disgusting yeah. run from Huge January on. And yeah. he was a big factor. Mm-hmm. The problem is, who is that for the Leafs? Is it Matt Murray? I don't think so. Is I've, it Eric Shelgren? The problem I don't is, think so. The problem is, it is Matt Murray. The, well, it has to be. But here's the reason why it's problematic. He's not healthy. He's, he's a, never healthy, yeah, and he's he, never going to be full health. Look, he said, I feel greatest I've felt in a long time, blah, blah, blah. Do you know Matt Murray has yet to play a full NHL season? Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. No, Band-Aid. Don't he, get me wrong. Like, injured prone. Number one, still get nights off here and there. So, like, a regular number one goaltender gets what? About 55 to 60 games? Depending on how good your backup is, yeah. Upwards of right. 60. Yeah, so that's normal. The most he's played, I bet, I don't even think he's flirted with 55. Yeah, because if he came close, point, he had yeah. like 49 the one time, and that, that was his second cup run, I believe, with Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's, but, that's when he was a starter. But he's never going to be. Well, and he, and look Al, how quickly he got injured. But, it took, like, didn't take that long. And, and not even his injury, Al. He looked bad. Like, no, I disagree with okay, that. No, that's but, the no, thing. I was like, outside. Murray looked good. Okay, yeah, his glove. Like, fine. Like, like, like everybody, the problem is, Al, if you have that blatant problem. Blocker or Glover five hole teams are going to exploit it. That's fair. Yeah, no, like, I get that, but he still looked really good. The one thing I do, I will say, is I also predicted that Ilya Samsonov was going to be the number one goaltender. I, I agreed. Yeah, no, we agreed on that. We agreed on that, and he's shown that he's capable of it. Thousand percent. My only issue right now is why the heck is he not playing more often? Don't get me wrong. I know at one point earlier in the California road trip, especially when it came to the Sharks, uh, they said, "Oh, Shalgren's going to go in net because Samsonov's feeling under the weather." Fine, I get that. But at the same time, I'm going, man, like, as soon as he's good to go, you're working him and you're working him and you're working him. Because the game plan is win games so that you can eventually deal and find someone to either back him up or find someone that could make him the backup and have a number, like a potential number one. Yeah. But the other issue is that there's nobody out there. Yeah, yeah, that's that's another big problem. That's, That's the other issue. But right now, the frustrating thing with the Leafs is that they're like, oh, let's fire Keith. Okay, I'm sorry. Anyone but whoever's behind the bench or in the head office needs to go. Right now, in my opinion, Kyle Dubas needs to kick up the ass from upper management, either Brandon Shanahan or the ownership. Of or the ownership. Because something's got to get done fast. And I don't care how many hearts you have to break, how many friendships or how many bridges you've got to burn to get it done. Yeah. It's the NHL. It's business. Exactly. And how, do you know how many times I've been told, oh, it's a business, but I'm like, ah, it doesn't matter. No, no. Now time to make it business 
At first, it was like, yeah, sure, they're friends, they're buddies, whatever, it's cool. Now it's like, okay, man, seven years of first-round first exit. exits. First-round exit, first-round exit. And now it's gotten to the point where I'm watching the Leafs play whenever I can, when I'm not busy, and I'm going, man, this team might not even make the playoffs. Yeah, they do not look good. Because Montreal looks decent. Cole Caulfield is insane right now. I, I said when he got drafted and he fell out of Wisconsin. That guy is a 50 oh, to 60 goal absolutely. guy. absolutely. 1,000%. I don't care. He's 5'8". He Height doesn't matter, Height doesn't matter that much in the NHL anymore. He is quick. Yeah. He's got great foot speed. Like, that young man, if you give him the opportunity, which now playing with Nick Suzuki, he is. Oh, man. Him like, and Suzuki, on, they're, they're tight. And it's unreal. Again, I don't want to say, I know you're going to laugh at me when I say Probably you know, not. OHL, you know, attack bias. But he, we knew coming out of that draft when he got drafted by oh, Vegas, yeah. he was going to be gross. Like, I can tell you, anyone who from Owen Sound who watched him play, or even from other fan bases who saw him travel with the team, you you knew when yeah. you were watching him on the ice. Like, that, that guy. Whew. It took me a while to come around because even when he was in Guelph, like, Guelph had a lot of superstars. That was a wagon team. That was crazy. Like, they had 11 NHL draft picks on that team. And, the Knights and, only had nine. And they got three from the attack. Yeah. Because they got, well, no, I guess Roberts, but they got Suzuki and Durzan. I think there was one more. Yeah, there was. Was, there was, was a it Gadjevich? Did they get Gadge in that yeah. trade? Yeah. Because I think they got four from I the think attack. So. But anyway. But they yeah. Got for sure, Durzan and Suzuki yeah, were both so it was hard. Team. It was hard to tell because they were so stacked, and I didn't believe too much in the hype but then when he got to Vegas before that the, before the Guelph trade happened he was in Vegas and I was like man this guy's good then he got traded I was like oh this is pretty decent and then I saw him play junior because I was, I was with the London Knights at the time and I was like not playing I was with their like media team you brought broadcasting yeah. yeah something like that and um I saw him play I was like man what do they see in this guy like I don't see it as much as I did before and then he starts lighting it up and then he gets to the show and I'm like, okay, like this, okay, yeah, he belongs, like whatever. But back to the point, Montreal is looking good. The Senators are waking up. Heck, they're not even playing with Cam Talbot right now and they're looking dangerous. Yeah, or Josh Norris, who is who should be one of their and best the sleepers the right now, the Buffalo Sabres. And they're third right now in the Atlantic. So there's teams that we had as sleepers coming into the year and it's like... They're, they're playing, and like, I don't know if, no, me and you didn't talk about this since the last time we talked about it, but the Sabres look like a legitimate threat this year. Not like in a cup contending well, threat, but they, they they can, they'll move someone out of a playoff spot. Like Detroit, eh, but Buffalo looks really good. I know they looked good early last year, and then they completely fell off. Yeah. But right now, it looks like it's working, but, and Alex Tuck is phenomenal. Now, Al, you know what the one thing I do want to mention is? I think you and I both talked about this when we, yeah. we had our, made our division predictions and who was going to make the playoffs. Yeah. You and I both talked about this Atlantic division, one through eight, even, even if you didn't want to include Montreal at the time, who now looks really, really good. Yeah, they look okay. Right? I'm not sold just because they don't have really, goaltending. Really they look really, really good to what yeah. everyone expected them to be. Yeah, true. Even without, especially Slavkovsky not looking great there. Yeah, Slavkovsky's looking good, yeah. But now now panning out. Took him again a little bit of time. To get he got his to first that. goal now, so he's getting yeah. in his groove. Getting used to that um, NHL ice compared to European ice. Caden Gooley did too. Yeah, yeah. I saw that was a rocket yeah, too. Oh, man, but blast. Anyway, from eight, which right now is Ottawa, with eight games played with eight points, to second in the Atlantic is 11 points with Florida. That's three points from second in the division to last in the division. And your Bruins are doing better than I thought and they were going to do, too. And they're 8-1 currently with 16 points. So uh, yeah. I'm quickly going to say, when I said they're going to get fifth and might not make the playoffs, I lied. They're going to be first in the division. It's crazy how, like, but that's what I love about hockey, right? Like, you make predictions, and the sport just says, yeah, you can take those predictions and just, like. Well, see, Al, and I'm going to take two points here. So when you talk about the Leafs, and they talk about how uh, Dubis 
is, I'll say, more of a friend than he is a. a Dubis is getting fired by the way at the end of the year or before that now. I, I, the I way think they're going. If they don't, if they don't, if make he doesn't a move, move a player, or yeah. or they don't, if they don't get better by, I'd say January, or they make the playoffs again but lose in the first round anyway, they're probably going to clean house. They, they got to stop losing to teams that they shouldn't lose to. Well, yeah, they lost That's to what? San Jose, not playoff team. Anaheim, not playoff team in overtime. Uh, Vegas, really good team, but you still lost there, and it was a, game, a winnable game. And then who was the other one? L.A. I think that was also an overtime, and that was also a close one. Arizona and Arizona. Montreal. Yeah, yeah. Like, those teams? Yeah. Like, and, and L.A.'s been bad this year. Not, neither one of their goals has a, a save percentage above 880. And that's the thing, too. Like, they don't even look good when they lose. It's like, or man, win. you deserved to lose that yeah. game. Yeah. You know? So, to kind of end it on this note here for the Leafs portion of this, because I think I've said all I wanted to say about it, and I'm not sure if you want any, uh, to I, add I'm going to add a little bit at the end. Okay. But I think Keith isn't the problem. No. Because, listen. Definitely not. You got rid of Babcock. Babcock was an issue. We Everybody knew that. Yeah. The fan base, everyone saw it. He was playing guys that shouldn't be playing, and he was sitting guys where it was like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. Justin Hall played 11 games under Mike Babcock. Which now, that is, one season, now, which now, which now makes sense. Yeah, but... But before. at the same time, like, when he did start to play after, like, Keith took over, it was like, oh, my God, like, this guy's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, now, that, now that, that was short-lived. changed to garbage, but anyway. In my, so, in my opinion, when it comes to lineup changes, I think you take Angval out, you keep Maligan in, Robertson should never come out of the lineup. You wouldn't think so. And on defense, man, Timothy Lilligren, please finish your conditioning stint with the Marlies and come back. Because Imagine. it's just... They need to sit Hall. They yeah. need to start... Either sit your guys, like scratch them, and put the guys that deserve to be there in the first place, or that the guys that you know will put in the work, and like if they're going to yeah. make a mistake, it's just going to be because that's hockey shit happens kind of thing. Yeah. And when it comes to Marner, man... He's really starting to look like one of those guys where it's like, I got my paycheck. I'm I'm yeah, good now. Exactly, yeah. And I'm at the point where I'm like, if you have to sit him a game, do it. Do it. If you have to sit him a period, do it. But figure it out because it's not looking healthy right now and eventually the domino effect's going to happen. Yeah, see, I'll I'll end it with this. All right. I love the movie Moneyball. I right. think you've seen it's a, it's a, that's a it's, great movie. It's, if no one's, if you haven't seen it, it's a movie about the early two thousands Oakland A's, yep. who were a baseball team that had a, had a um, salary, had a overall salary because baseball, baseball does not have a salary cap of about forty million dollars. They lost the Yankees in the NLDS or AL, ALDS or ALCS, one of the two. I believe it might have even been the CS. Anyway, I've only seen it once, so I can't really. Help I've you seen out. it. All I know is that it is a great movie. I've seen it about eight or nine times. I love the movie. But Watched anyway. it for the first time last year, actually. Well, it is a great movie, but they lose to the Yankees, who has a payroll of about a hundred and forty million. So they're about three times less than the Yankees. And Billy Bean, the, the manager, GM, has to figure out how to build a winning baseball team with a third of the budget of the big clubs like Boston and and I'll even say Toronto, but they probably were double. But he had to try to make. You know, a really good baseball team with a very, very small budget. And when he goes through the movie, he says a very specific quote that I said about Kyle Dubas when he first was hired after about a year. 
I said, the problem with Kyle Dubas is he did the exact opposite of what Billy Bean said you have to do. I cannot be friends with these guys. I have to cut them, trade them, and send them down without any emotion. I can't be friends with these guys when he sends Peter Brand, who, that's not his real name, but in the movie, that's what his name is, his assistant GM, on a road trip. He says, why are you sending me? Why don't you go? He said, because I can't be friends with these guys. I can't build a relationship with them because if I have to cut them, trade them, or send them down, I can't, you know, there can't be any barrage on me. I have to make that decision for what's good for my ball club, right? And that's what Kyle Dubas has lacked. Everybody, it feels like, are his guys. And not just his guys, they're guys he really, really likes. Like, Ilya Mikheyev had his, um, I think it was wrist slash yeah, by he a had, wrist Yeah, he was like and his it was forearm, a, it was a yeah. nasty cut. Yeah. Like, Kyle Dubas went to the hospital bed and, like, was by his side. Which is fine. And, no, it's, I respect that. Like, that's an honorable thing to do. Yeah, that's but, caring. That's not what an NHL GM should do. No. Do you think Lula Morello does that? No. That's the thing. Are you your mind? He looks <laughs> – here, here's my thing too. So this is where I also think maybe Shanahan should have been gone by now. Yeah. There's... In the sense that, look, this, listen, Shanna plan. What was the plan? Bring in guys that can build a winning team mm-hmm. and make it back to the playoffs and yeah. be in the playoffs consistently. Yeah. That's been done now. You think for so, yeah. For seven freaking years. Yeah. Or a little no. This is Matthews' seventh year in the NHL. Yeah, seven freaking years. And all the way back to Washington. What did Lamarillo do after they drafted Matthews? The year after that, Marlowe? No, he wasn't there. Oh, that's right. That's he right. was gone. I'm pretty sure he was there for one more season, maybe at best, and then yeah. at the year after Matthews was drafted and played, and then gone because his contract was done, and he's like. I'm done. Well, no, because they and also to... Shanahan wanted to bring Dubis. in Dubis because yeah. he had earned whatever. I fine. Here's my thing, and I know I said I'd put a bow on this, but I'm this is I'm bringing back thoughts that I had. If they're going to blow it up in the sense of management, here's what you do. Uh-oh. In my opinion, either get rid of Shanahan, Dubis, and Keith all combined. You're gonna have to, or get rid of Dubis and Keith and keep Shanahan and keep them. Even though I don't want uh, Shanahan's the one guy I want gone because he's the you he's know last longest. man standing. Yeah, he's been there yeah. the longest. And if you do get rid of those guys and Shanahan stays, this is what I think should happen. Barry Trotz came out and said, "I want to coach an original six team. I think it'd be interesting." That's his quote. You go after him. And when it comes to management, you're probably going, "Who the heck am I going to find in that short amount of time that can that has no ties, that has nothing?" Well. This guy here would have a slight tie, but not a huge one. You go for the guy that was second behind Kyle Dubas. I, I was waiting for this, Sal. And I'm not saying this because I have a bias towards the London Knights. I, knew I just coming. think it's I because he has a I don't give a shit attitude. And he means business. And that guy wants to win. And that's all he did with the Knights. Mark Hunter. There it is. I was waiting for it. I thought so. I thought you were going to say Mark Hunter. That's your only option. If you fire Dubis and Keith, I can't think of another GM you bring in or you go fishing somewhere else and whatever and you go through the whole interview process and hope to God you find someone really good that hasn't been in the game before, that like never been at NHL level. But that would be the guy. Mark Hunter, I can totally see him coming in and go, you're gone, you're gone, you suck, you suck, you suck. See you later. See, and honestly... I'd be okay with keeping Keith because, like I said, I don't think he's the issue. It's clearly the players at this point. You can't see, teach heart. You can't teach passion. And you can't teach the will to yeah. win. Yeah. See, Al, I agree with you other than I don't think Hunter's the right guy. 
because I well, think I think he has too many connections to this team. Because like, as you said, him and Dubas were both like the one A one B under Lula Morello. But the only guy he has a tie with wouldn't it be what Mitch Marner and Victor Mete? Well, those are London Knight guys, but I mean just in general, because he did have a he would have had a role somewhat in construction. But I don't of this think team. he. I've been around Mark Hunter for for two years when I was in London. This guy here was all business. Yeah. Like, every time he'd come in, you know, he'd always do the shaking hands and, you know, go to the media room. Hey, how's it going? And all that kind of stuff. And But after that, when he left that room, stone cold face. He's well, not yeah. even playing, but you could have sworn he was. Yeah. No, that's fair. I could totally see Hunter coming in for a week and scouting the team out. And this is where the team would probably lose a few games. <laughs> and then yeah. by the end of maybe five games, he'd go... And he'd say, okay, I know who's got to go. Guarantee you, he probably ships Muzzin. Oh, yeah. He ships Murray somehow. Mm, I don't think so. Brandon Pridham's pretty smart. Cap guy. He'd probably figure it out. And I guarantee you, Engvall and Hall are gone as well. Yeah, I, either either way. And even or... Wayne Simmons. Because let's be honest, Wayne Simmons is on a ticking clock too. They're just looking for a suitor. But at the, at the same time, no one's going to... As soon Who as he gets him? traded, as soon as he gets traded, he's retiring. Nobody's going to yeah. take him. Yeah. So you got to buy out his contract, basically, if... or or just wave him and throw him down in the Marlies. Sure, but even then, like pfft, he's not he's gonna retire because he's in the minors. He doesn't want to be in the minors. He wants to be in the show. Yeah. But anyways, we talked a lot about the Leafs. I don't even know how long we've gone for. Probably upwards of 20, 30 de- minutes. Decent which... amount of time, but anyways, that's. I think the Leafs fan base has the right to not panic. Yeah. But make the calls they've been calling for. Whoever's saying fire Keith. Take a look at the players and the way things are going. because, And take a look as to why you wanted Keefe to come in in the first place. Because yeah. you knew he'd make those lineup changes. He's trying. He's made like three to four lineup changes on the fly. Not a panic move. He's just hoping something just miraculously gels. And yeah. if you've done that three or four times, I haven't coached for that long. But if something doesn't work, it's probably because there's a bad apple somewhere. you got to figure out what it is. And I gotta gut- the thing that makes me mad the most, Spencer, I think they already know who it is. I think Dubis and Keith, they're not stupid. They talk. I think they, I think they already know. But they just don't have the ball sack to make a move. Well, who do you think it is? Who do you think I it is? I don't know. Because, see, I, I have an idea. I, I Go ahead. I Maybe know. I'll agree with you. Maybe you'll sway me that way and make, get me to agree a little bit. But I, I don't. I, I it's think, on the forward line for sure. I think the answer is obvious, in my opinion. You're going to say Mitch Marner? Of course I am. Yeah, me too. And there's a very obvious reason. Not only well, just has look at been, how it's been going. How is he? Not only has he been butting heads with Keith repeatedly to start this season. Not only was he allegedly going to play defense this year, or at least at oh, some geez. capacity. I don't think that was. We're going to mention that. Yeah. But that was a mention in the preseason. Yeah. He could move back to defense, which not a not a hope in hell. But anyway, you know they've already openly been butting heads, and Steve Dangle is definitely the highest of Octane Leaf fans. Of up or down, and he speaks for and, a lot of fans. And, like he's and, ther- he's like our therapist. I'm not and, gonna lie. Like yeah. I listen to him, and there's a lot of times that when I'm watching him, I'm going, I agree with you. And B, I'm like, thank you for saying it out loud because some other people need to open their eyes a little more. Well, yeah, no, because some people think he's a little too up and down. And I I can agree with some of that, but I also can agree with some of the things he says because he watches every game. Like openly, he watches every game. Yeah, he does. He basically he's does like play by play on the, at least the past. I think it's about 11, 12 years now. FLFRs, no, which no, is Leaf I fan reaction. Sixteen. Sixteen, maybe whatever. You know, so even just yeah, thinking 16. about thinking about that, how many years he's done it for, how many seasons he's documented on a YouTube channel of him watching 82 yeah. games, not including the playoffs. Yep. When they went out in the first round every year. 
Anyway, I had to throw a quick diss in there just just to be me. Anyway, so he said, you know, when Marner walked down the tunnel to snap his stick, Keith should have said at that moment, that very moment, okay, he's done. You do not walk down the tunnel and have a temper tantrum like a child and expect to play again. And I, I agree with that sentiment. Well, the I reason agree. why, too, he had the tantrum, I don't know if you, you've seen the clip or not, but Keith talked to him during the timeout, and then after the yeah, timeout, like out, that's apparently. when he got up. Yeah. And then down the tunnel he goes and snaps his stick. And I don't disagree with that. I, I disagree because he's one of your best players, and you have to hope something's going to come off if you play him and Matthews together. But I, I also agree if you're going to bench him, it's it's a just rip off the band if you do, do damned it. if you don't decision. But you have to stick with it. It's you might be wrong, but as long as you make the decision and decide, like flat out black and white, if he's playing or not, people will respect your decision. But flip flopping and doing a lot of gray and I'll say turning on your own decision basically right after you make it, it a loses credibility with the fans, loses credibility with analysts, and loses credibility with the players because if they see Marner get benched for one shift after having an awful game, and then going out there for overtime, you're like, what? There's no discipline. Why do I care? Like, why would I care about making a really dumb mistake? Because yep. what are you going to do, bench, bench me for a shift? Go ahead. Go ahead. I make $11 million. What are you going to do to me? Yeah. And that was, and that's my biggest problem with just, I'd say, coaching in general, but in particular is Keith. How does Keith tell Matthews or Marner or Tavares or even Nylander, how does he tell you, I need you to do this? When they go... Yeah, but Keith, you don't understand. We got the last guy fired. You don't think we're gonna get you fired too? Imagine, imagine Torts. Oh God, in Toronto. Could you imagine? Marner would have done more than snap a stick that other night. Marner would have cried himself to sleep that night. Marner would have quit hockey. All right, like that, like, like that's you the thing. Like I'm trying to, earlier in the, earlier in the podcast. I'm trying to figure out who's softer. Oh God, like is Marner? Are the players soft or is? I, I get, I get Keith. I get Keith. It's damage control and like, yeah. By benching, like, there's the morale, the confidence. I get that, but at the same time, like, you're you're a coach. Yeah. You get the last say, and I to connect it a little bit. There's a few times when even I coach like um, Markham Waxers, like mm. the, the our hockey team. There's times during the game when like I, I call out a line, um, not always, but the odd time. And the guys are like, oh, no, like, this is, like, oh, we're both righties or blah, blah, blah. Or, like, oh, this is usually, I don't give a shit. <laughs> Sometimes I'll give them, like, oh, you're right. Fine, we won't send out two righties together right away. But, like, then there's times it's like, man, I need those two because, like, those two righties are some of our, like, they're our stronger defensemen in that game. Mm -hmm. Or just my gut feeling, like, the way that the game's going and the way you're watching it, right? Mm -hmm. And there's times when they'll say, no, no, no. And I'll be like, hey, you don't have to go out then. Yeah. I don't care. I'll go mm -hmm. next guy up. Yeah. And, exactly. you know, and it's, it's tough because they're closer to my age sometimes. And, like, you know, you kind of think, like, oh, am I going to lose the respect a little bit? Is this going to anger yeah. them? How is it going to? But they, at the end of the day, though, they they understand. And they're not even pros. They're just kids. They're younger than Matthews, Marner, and those guys. Of course. Well, and it's kind of sad because I'm like, man, the kids I coach understand this more than than the big guys, it seems like. I don't think it's understand. I think it's because they know. Again, Al, it's how does a coach – Tell Matthews and Marner and Tavares, who all make eleven million plus a and year. And Tavares isn't the problem. Well, no, but he's not. He's probably been one of the best forwards, if not the best forward, with Nylander. He's been good, yeah. On on the Leafs currently, but how does Keith tell any one of the eleven million dollar boys to do something? How the how in the world do you tell Matthews, I need you to do this? 
Okay, but Matthews has been getting the shots. They just haven't been going in. Matthew, it's only a Matt. I'm not worried about Matthews at all. Well, no, and and scoring 60 goals definitely helps. But yeah, like, absolutely. At, at the end of the day, how does Keith tell them to do things when they can just go? But Keith, you don't understand. We got the last guy fired. Do you think we're scared of getting you fired? And that's when, you, if it's between you or me, I know who they're picking, and it sure as hell ain't you. And that's when the GM steps in and goes, "Oh, hey, ha!" And then you either sit them, like scratch them completely yeah, from the game. Yeah, totally scratch. But then again, the friendship and... Exactly. Anyways. It... And, and that's where, Al, if there's going to be a move made by the Toronto, Toronto Maple Leafs within the next month, it has to be one of the core four, and I know who I'd pick. Well, you, yeah, I, I think so too. I, like, it's funny, because at this point last year, I'd say someone else. Wait, who you would have said, Nylander? Oh, yeah. But now I'm it's, going smarter. That also because he has the bigger cap space. Yeah, exactly. Eleven million to seven million. Yeah, and people. He's a passer they, too. They absolutely take him. Yeah. See, and people will say, "Well, no matter what trade you make, you lose a Marner trade." And I don't disagree with that sentiment because you probably who you, do. Depends who your suitor is, right? It, it, you probably do lose a Marner trade because he is that caliber. If of If you get him out of the conference, you win. Well, yes. And, and all I'm going to say no. is they need draft picks. You think so? They'll need a, they'll need a player to match close to his skill level, probably more with a scoring I'd capability more, rather more than passing, play. more physical scoring and physicality. And then you need picks because the Marlies core is de- like they're the Marlies are garbage. Well, like their all- their prospect pool is starting to well, diminish because well, no, they but- made all those deals to get bring in the big boys, and now you got Band Aid Muzzin, Clifford is Clifford. Well, where did he go? Campbell's gone, got gone for nothing. Yeah, walked. So. All those trades you made now, David Riddick. No, but honestly, Nick Al, Foligno. No, you know what's worse? You know what you want know even worse is your best prospect, Casey or uh, Matthew Nice, is in college, so that's why he's not with the Marlies. They gotta bring and, him in now. And the, and the next one, Al, the next one, Rodion Amirov got got cancer. Yeah, he's like, unfortunate. In, yeah, and, and now we don't even know what's gonna happen with. Yeah, Amirov. he might not. That's your last two first round picks. Yeah. Your last two first round picks are back in college and cancer victim, and may never play hockey again. So. Yeah. It's not even necessarily their fault. It's bad luck. After you know, I'll say, you know, Nice saying I want to go back to college for one more year, and then it, the sad news of Amirov getting cancer. Like bad luck after bad luck, and now that's what I mean. Like they gotta act fast because they either fix this because they got a leak. The boat is there's a leak in the boat. Oh, it's been leaking. It's a sinking ship. Okay, it's, it's t- been. definitely taking on water, and it's definitely taking a lot of water now. They either patch it up by making deals. Someone's got to lose their job. Yeah. Or if none of those two things happen, yeah, start like build somewhere. Yeah. Pat, start patching the hole somewhere because there's no one in the farm on the Marley's group that can help them right now. No, there's n- nothing. There's no. There's barely draft picks left for the next few years. Yeah. So they got to do something. Okay, I think we're gonna quickly put put a bow on this. Good. Al, with... we were supposed to put a bow on it. Like <laughs> no, but I think I think where we're gonna end it is we're gonna end with who you would think. Is a good trading option for the Leafs. Oh, jeez. For Marner. Come on. Just I'm just an idea of a team that you would be okay with and a player you could think of. Because I got I have one on the top of my mind, and I could probably think of a second team with a with a player in mind. Okay, I don't necessarily have the players in mind. But I don't know why. Buffalo, Detroit. And the LA Kings. Well, those came. are two Atlantic teams. I know. Buffalo, Detroit, and the LA Kings came to what, mind. Talk? You think for Buffalo? I was thinking more like more line shuffles and like I I'd like Tage Thompson. Tage, okay. 
or like a Casey Middlestat. Oh, so you want a center, not a winger. Yeah. I don't know why, but like, I don't know. I like guys. Those are just the guys that come to mind. Now, when it comes to cap space, I'm not even going to bother looking at it. We're trying to go through this quickly. Detroit, I have no clue. If you're going to send. Larkin, maybe? No, if you're going to. No, he's a captain. If you're going to send Marner to Detroit, I'd like a defenseman. So you want Cider, basically? No. You're, I, I don't want I don't want big. I'll even take prospects at this point. Like, so Edvidson? I have the no idea. I have up? no idea. Okay. I'm just thinking this is me just. You know, okay. heck, I might even want Ville Husso. Fair enough. He right? did good this year. With a few other, like, you know, a couple prospects or player or Picks. draft picks, whatever. And then L.A.? L.A.? I have no clue. I just, L.A. came Honestly, to mind. Honestly, look great. Finally, after all the back or, injuries. Or, heck, now that I think about it, San Jose. I'm not sure you want to go. I'm assuming he has a no-trade call. I don't give a shit. Implying he doesn't. Like, that's the thing. Who would you, you want from San Jose? I don't know. Like, Meyer, maybe? Meyer or Hurdle? I, I like Meyer. Yeah. Yeah, I like Meyer too. See, I was thinking Nashville, Philip Forsberg. Mm, yeah, that'd be good. Because then you winger for winger, and you get more I'm just more thinking of the deal. money, though. Like, that's no, but the that, thing. they're close. I think Forsberg's like seven or eight. So you save about three, and then you get you get picks and prospects yeah. after that. So you get a like, kind of like for like player, and Nashville gets better. Yeah. It's funny. I said, too, like I didn't want anyone to trade within the conference. And then, and then I was you like, named two conference teams. Three. Buff- I said Buffalo, Detroit, Detroit and... But LA's on the other side. No, I know LA's in the West. Didn't I have a... No, you only said three. Oh. And those, you said those oh, two. Oh, there you go. Look at that. I'm losing and my shit. And then if I was also to say another team from the Western Conference, not including the Metro teams, because I'm not sure why, who in the Metro would want them that could afford them, that would be any Pittsburgh? good. Pittsburgh? Like, no, because they couldn't afford them. They're already uh, strapped against the cap. But yeah. then you'd think, what, Minnesota? Trying to Why get do down- I got, like, Winnipeg? Kyle Connor. No, but there's no way Winnipeg would want that deal. Because Kyle Connor, they're I'd say like for like players, but I'm not sure Winnipeg's ready to deal yet. I think I, I think they are also in My, that leaf territory of looking for Yeah, like uh, Shifley's like this, gonna Shifley's getting moved. Like Shifley, Connor, uh Ehlers, like this that core is kinda at its last kick at the can too. And I'll end it with this uh Alan. I I won't get your opinion on it, but if you want to jump in just just to yeah. end it quickly. Um, but I, me saying I think Nashville's a great option with Philip Forsberg for a trade for Marner. Yeah, that'd be nice. Um, my last thing is Matthews' deal is up next year. After, not this summer, then summer after that, from what I've been told. They're going to extend him during the summer, though. Like, he's going to get a contract no, no. extension. It doesn't matter which uh, no, GM comes this, in. This is what I'm saying. If you talk to Matthews now. And oh, he's say, gone. You no, know, you talk to him now and you say, okay, Austin, are you going to extend here? And if the answer is nothing but. Or anything but I, yes. Deal them. Deal them. Because you cannot let and them then walk. Fi- and then you're officially rebuilding from top to bottom. I wouldn't say rebuild. I just say retool. Well, he's your guy. Well, no, a thousand percent. Matthews has shattered but, records. No, but Al, you can't. The problem is you can't say rebuild because the amount of value you'd get for that man is ridiculous. So you easily could retool with that particular trade. But even in spite of that, my opinion is if. By this summer, you don't have an idea. Like if you know what, if you're shopping a team, sorry, I didn't. I just thought of this now. If you're gonna send them somewhere, freaking Anaheim, they're loaded. Anaheim's got a lot of what, young Troy players. Terry? Troy Terry. I, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying. I'm not saying they wouldn't deal Zegris. Troy Terry, Comtois, McTavish, Drysdale. Like, Drysdale. Like they got guys like Gibby too. They. Yeah, he's, he's a, not a mediocre start, but he's a good goalie. Yeah, he's a good he's goalie. A goalie. But that's a team where like they're. Eh, but they got a lot of good players and they have a lot of picks. Yeah. Same thing with Colorado. 
You could send them there. The only problem is all it takes is one guy, and then they're yeah, cup and, contenders and, again, and, right? where, and where's the cap going to come from there? Because they're strapped. The, yeah, too. that's also but, right. So. No, like, that's my thing. is If Matthews is not signed to a new deal by the summer, you have to deal him because they cannot afford to go into next summer with no deal on the table because he will walk. And somebody will send him $15 million. Well, especially, to yeah, with the season they're having. Like, but. they have to. Have to, have to, have to deal him. And that's a hard reality for Leaf fans, and most Leaf fans won't want to hear that. Yeah. But the sad reality is you cannot let him walk. He cannot walk for free and free agency. You have to deal him if it gets to that point. Well, that's the thing, too, right? Like, a lot of players, like, have walked for nothing. Don't Gamble. get me wrong. Ilya Mikheyev is, like, whatever. He's overpaid anyways. Canucks have fun with that one. Zach Hyman. Yep, walked. Jack Campbell. Walked. Both same team. Right. Edmonton. So. And those are just the big names. Those are, yeah, those are the big ones. Like, other than that, like, yeah, in trades, we there's Trevor Moore, Sean Dersey. Marchmans look really good. Marchment has been phenomenal. Um, you know, just guys like that. So, they got to stop doing that. They got to stop giving, like, teams players for free or, like, making shit trades. But anyways, it's still somewhat early. November is tomorrow. So, because we're recording this on Halloween, yep. um, they have time to figure it out, but the clock's ticking. Like it's been ticking. If it's been, yeah, like it's on its last leg. Like mid-November, if they don't win a like, I don't know how many games they have this month. I didn't check, but let's say they have ten games this month. Okay. Okay. They'll probably have more than that. Let's say they have ten games and they only win two of two of the ten. They that's it. Like that is it's over. So. I have 15. They have 15? 15 in November. If Ooh. they don't go at least 500. Nah. Well. That's 8 and 7. Even if, even if they, yeah, I was going to say, even if they win, yeah, they have to. Like, the thing is, is now that you're 4-4-2 four, four, and two after month one, if you don't go at least 8 and 7 or better yeah. in month two. Yeah, that's it. Leaf fans are going to go ballistic. They can't. Well, well the pressure's already on. Like, exactly. they're, they're already calling for, like, by then, pff, geez, I can only imagine how crazy they'll go. 